Start your day the right way by taking charge of your physical and mental fitness. It's important to know your numbers. They determine if your blood pressure is high or low, your cholesterol balance, even your blood sugar level, heart rate, and much more. Get tested by visiting your doctor, clinic, or stop by at any health center closest to you. Take control today. This message is from Doctors On Air with Dr. Pamela. This is Doctors On Air with Dr. Pamela. Good morning. Today we're going to be talking about our tragic loss, the tragic demise of Dr. Diaso. Good morning, Dr. Ajayi, Dr. Shekhmovitami. It's uh, good to have you both with us today. We're talking today about the tragic loss of our doctor, Dr. Diaso, who died last week in a terrible accident. Um, we'll be talking a bit more about the details of that later, but for me, the title, Our Tragic Loss, is something that I thought we should actually go into. What is the loss of that we're experiencing? Why do I consider it such a tragic loss? And very interesting is the fact that this issue has actually not even made it to the front page of any of our major newspapers. A lot of the lay people that I've spoken to, even though it's caused an uproar in the medical community, it's not so in the general community. In fact, a number of people are not very much aware. They're just aware something happened. And so what we want to talk about is, is this a major issue or is it just in our minds? Is it something that, yes, there's a tragic loss of a, a young life cut short in her prime, for me, it's something that we need to talk about. She could have been my daughter. She could have been so many people's child. Is it something that we need to talk about? Are there things that we need to do? Yes, I'd like to just speak to you, Dr. Ebitemi, because I know it's something you're very passionate about. Can you tell us your take on the demise of Dr. Dyerson? Thank you very much, Dr. Pamela, for having me. A few days ago, there was an elevator crash at the Lagos State Hospital in Idon, and a house officer, a medical doctor in training, died as a result. At, um, immediately after the crash, he, it took over an hour for her to be rescued, and eventually... She died in the in the hospital where there were other weaknesses. Uh, we heard about the delay in getting blood and many other things. And this eventually led to her death. Now, I think this is a calamity of the highest proportion. Because apart from being a citizen of Nigeria, a young person, this is the future of the country. This is a medical personnel on duty serving her fatherland when this happened. So this is not a personal calamity of any family. It's a national tragedy because she was on duty serving her fatherland when this happened and her life was cut short. So personally, I think this is the worst possible thing that can happen to anybody. I put myself in her position because a lot of people are talking about her family. What of the girl 
that is not even going to be around to do all those things he has planned to do. That is a life that has been cut short. I think that is the highest sacrifice anybody can give to the country. I think that is the highest calamity that can befall the country. And I think it should never have happened. And moving forward, I think we should do everything possible to make sure those who are responsible for this directly or indirectly have consequences. There are consequences for this laxity. And then, furthermore, we should make sure this doesn't happen again. Oh, thank you very much. I think that captures a lot. But, you know, the interesting thing is that, you know, I can feel how you feel. You said it. I felt it. And I'm sure a number of people feel like you. But what is interesting, as I said before, is earlier, is that there does not seem to be a, even though you call it a national calamity, there doesn't seem to be a national reaction to this at all. People don't seem to be taking it that seriously. Is it that, you know, we, we haven't seen the reaction in the general press. It's all over social media, all over medical social media, but not over all over the general social media. Is it that we are becoming very immune a death is what just another death is it that you know something like this that is you know should never happen i mean i don't know how many people enter elevators every day how can you enter an elevator and it crashes and it kills someone isn't that something even enough to get somebody you know to get that attention that i think it requires i mean i don't know what is it or is it just that in nigeria we're just used to things going wrong so it becomes a status quo and there's no, you know, not much reaction to it. What are your thoughts? Okay. I think it's a combination of almost everything you've been talking about. We are becoming desensitized towards death. Because we see death in the north, death anywhere. So the death of a young medical doctor now is becoming to look like an ordinary thing which I think should never be. Because the way I feel is that it can be anybody. And as a matter of fact, it will be anybody. Now, the difference between that is if we don't take concerted effort, this will happen again. Because I saw somewhere that somebody had predicted this. Somebody wrote three years ago that is it until somebody dies before we do something? Somebody has died. People are saying it again now. Is it until somebody die before they do something more? And that person can be me. It can be anybody listening to this program. It's not something happening somewhere. It's in your neighborhood. It can be you. We all go to these hospitals. Either as patients, as patient relatives, or as professionals doing our jobs. So, it's unfortunate that... The average Nigerian is not taking this as serious as it should be. But it is actually a death sentence for all of us. A suspended death sentence. And you don't know whether you'll be the first to be executed by things like this. So I think this desensitization has to stop. The issue that healthcare is for the healthcare professionals has to stop. Because when somebody dies... For the health professional, it's just a patient that died. But for somebody, that's somebody's wife, husband, mother, father, daughter in this case. So we all, as Nigerian citizens, take this as a personal death threat. 
and do everything we can to take up the authorities, people we have voted in power, to do something and make sure this doesn't happen again. Because as I said, it can be anybody. If nothing is done, it will be somebody. Thank you. Thank you so much. I think, you know, quite overwhelming the the significance of it, really, and the far-reaching effects. And if we think about it, not just, you know, in the personal way we've thought about this now, but the thought that we've lost yet another healthcare professional in a country that doesn't even have enough, that they're leaving in droves, that this one hasn't even left, that she was here performing her duties and taking care of us. And she hadn't left to, you know, Sonia climbs, as they say. You know, it, it, these are just things that the, the enormity of it, you know, is so far-reaching. So, Dr. Ajayi, speaking to you now um, about this, I mean, Dr. Shegun has been very, very passionate about it. What do you think about, uh, about this situation? How do you think we should... Thank you very much, uh, Dr. Pamela. It's always a pleasure to be invited to your show. Um, I think uh, uh, let's, it's, all, it's, you know, condolences um, to the family of the, the, the doctor that died. Um, and, and just to, um, you know, add to what you've been discussing earlier, you know, what we hear about every day is no longer news. Um, and so we have, every day we have issues with buildings um, that are not necessarily hospitals, that buildings collapse and lift elevator issues. So these are all challenges we have in Nigeria. Now let's bring it to healthcare. I mean, there's a concept in quality management called um, CAPA, Corrective Action, Preventive Action. So this has happened. Now, how do we prevent it from happening again? Um, it's about standards. So basically, um, the the FAMA, uh, who is responsible for um, regulating health hospitals in Lagos State, needs to sit down and define very clear standards for hospitals. Possible standards must include standards for elevators. So basically, and once those standards are clear, then you need to go and inspect to make sure people are meeting the standards. So if those standards have been defined, number one, they probably would not have bought this type of elevator. Uh, number two, they had standards of maintenance, then they would probably have shut down this elevator before this calamity happened. Number three, if the hospital is not able to meet those standards, then, then we need to put the system and say, well, can you afford to run a hospital? So these are things we need to start to imbibe as a way of strengthening our health system. And it's simple regulation and enforcement. Because, you know, we can't wait until people die before we respond. Um, that's what we call quality control. We have to bring quality assurance systems in place to ensure that we are working with the system to ensure that we don't have accidents. And, and so my own advice is that we really need to define fitness for purpose criteria for our hospitals and start to hold hospitals accountable for meeting those criteria. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. You're listening to Doctors on Air with Dr. Pamela. Oh, thank you, Dr. Shagon. I know you also have very strong uh, ideas on the kinds of things and, and the ways we should operate in. 
a lot of people will have said to me, and you know, in the past, they've said, you know, this if if it was a private hospital, Hefema would have shut them down. Why is the hospital still open after this kind of thing has happened? So the issue for me is, what are the kind of issues? What are, what do you see that we should be looking at as well? Doctor Ajay has made a very clinical prescription on what you know the problem is and what should be done. What I'm just doing is to provide maybe some addendum. Um, from where I am, I've run uh, healthcare organizations for almost 20 years now, private especially. Um, I think we should be doing root cause analysis. You know, who, who are the people? I keep saying, who are the people? 80% of the problem is about the people. You know, the people that are supposed to maintain, the people that are supposed to call, the people who are maintaining to order. It's people, people, people. So I made a suggestion in a different forum that we should take this thing as high as possible. The president of Nigeria should be involved in this because this is a doctor that is serving her. No, no, I've tried to say it's a legal state matter. I totally don't agree. We are all citizens of the Federal Republic of Nigeria. So I think people should be called or order. I've seen a few, somebody has been suspended, somebody has been this. I don't think it's enough. And I think the general hospital where this happens should be closed down at least to send a message to all the other general hospitals because the truth is that they are not much different. They are all calamities waiting to happen. That is the truth. There's nothing especially the disastrous about this particular general hospital if you go and look at the numbers so and then to make sure this doesn't happen a farmer as we said should go into the government hospitals we rarely see her farmer going to the government hospitals that should be a priority because as i've also often said government really in nigeria can never run healthcare organizations efficiently it's either they buy what should be 100 naira at 1 million, or they buy the lowest quality if they are going to spend that 100 naira, or they use the wrong person. There's corruption, there's nepotism, we have all sorts of tribalism. Government should just hand over running healthcare services to the private sector. Nobody is perfect, but evidence show that the private sector is way above the public sector in the efficiency of running healthcare services. So the government should concentrate on funding, on assuring quality like this now. So if government hands over everything to the private sector, so they can do all this regulating only the private sector like they love to do. They love to think it's only private sector that should be regulated. So hand over the public hospitals, then you can face us directly and say, I'm regulating only the private sector. Because by then, only the private sector is delivering services. But you cannot be delivering services, not regulating your own, and going after the public sector. That is, you know, in Yoruba, they said, you know, you live in leprosy and you are trying to kill ringworm. So I think the farmer has to respond to this call to order to ensure that the standard of care in public hospitals is, as a matter of urgency, resuscitated. Because to me, it is it is gasping right now. So it should be resuscitated. And as, as soon as possible, maybe there will be a roadmap to that. All these things have to be handed over to efficient 
quality-driven, accountable private health organizations. Thank you. Dr. Ajay, your thoughts on... There's a, there's a whole lot of challenges that Dr. Shegun has thrown up. The whole issue of you know ensuring um, private sector and public sector are both regulated in terms of quality and standards. The whole issue of whether um, you know the, the federal government or the government should hand over and to you know concede uh, or concession facilities to the private sector to run. I don't know. What are what are your thoughts on all, on all of these? And how do you think that all pulls together in this case? Because this case is a specific case we're talking about. We're talking about our tragic loss. Yeah, thank you very much, Dr. Pamela. I, I think the challenge we deal with in Nigeria is we, from a government point of view, we think healthcare is a social service. Um, and what that really means is that we do what we think we can do. Um, and we design hospitals that don't really meet any standards. Now, you know, diseases don't really care about your resources. So whether, you know, you're poor or you're rich, cancer will rage as it needs to. Um, and I think as a, as a country, government needs to start to understand the cost of healthcare. Um, we don't, we don't manufacture any, very few medical um, equipment or consumables locally. We import everything with hard earned foreign exchange. So it is expensive to provide healthcare, and it is expensive to meet minimum standards. And government needs to take a long-term view and say, can we afford what it takes to run a fit-for-purpose hospital? And if we can't, perhaps we should take the little resources we have, divert that to pay for health care through a health insurance scheme, and concession the management and running of this expensive infrastructure to the private sector where there's an appetite. Because if you can solve the issue of payments paying through insurance, there's absolutely no reason why these government assets cannot be used to get some kind of sovereign guarantee from a development bank, which will provide the funding that you need to run the hospital. So I think, you know, there is a need to start to think of some sort of public-private integration as we move forward. But it requires, it's very simple. The first thing we need to do is define standards. You know, what this is a hospital, and I honestly think like they did with the bank a few years ago where you needed um, share capital requirement. I think they went up to 25 billion before you could have a license for a bank. We need to think about the same thing for hospitals because the hospital is a very complex building. A lift in a hospital is not like a lift in a in any um, tall, um, you know, you know, commercial building, you know, because you have to think of people's lives in terms of you're moving patients who are moribund in that lift. So lifts and hospitals need to have sometimes life support systems incorporated into the lift system, so that if anything happens while in the while a patient has been moved from theater to the ward, then you can resuscitate the patient within the lift. But a hospital is a very complex and dynamic system. And, and as a country, we need to really sit down and say, what is a hospital that meets the safety and efficacy requirements from a patient's point of view? And once we define this, the second question is, who can afford to run this? Because once we define these standards, we have to now say, well, we have a realistic view of what it takes to run a hospital. Can we do this? If the government can't, then let's get the private sector on board 
and government focus more on regulation and policy making. Thank you very much. You know, I think a very, very logical way, you know, to put to put it. Um, but you know, talking about this in a vacuum, you know, right now we're talking and unfortunately, you know, we we, we don't seem to be getting the traction even in terms of understanding. Because we've talked about health insurance. We've been talking about health insurance. Lagos State is setting up a very laudable scheme. Um, I mean, we don't have much time for this, but the volumes of the, what they're actually paying out is very low. How do we, you know, even though we only have two minutes left, how do we resolve these issues? We need, how do we get them to pay more? How do we get a system that functions properly? Well, I think the, the key point is to have a clear vision of what we are trying to achieve. I mean, if we are trying to make a political statement that we have health insurance, and that's what we, doesn't matter how much we pay as premiums, we can beat our chest and say we, we set up a health insurance system. But we're trying to set up a health insurance system that meets the needs of the people, meets the needs of the providers, and meets the needs of the nation, then we need to sit down and say, what is healthcare? Now, how much will it cost to do to provide a um, consultation that will keep the doctor happy and keep the doctor in Nigeria because we're giving the doctor 300 naira as capitation. Then <laughs> the government itself is propelling brain drain because why would anybody sit and live on that when you know we know the cost of living in Nigeria? So we need to get a very robust view of the whole thing. Look at the providers and what is what makes sense for them. And look at the, the equipment that they deploy what makes sense in terms of how do we absorb those costs because then we look at what the government has and that's how you start to build your health system it's not a unilateral decision that this is what we can afford well that doesn't achieve anything but a political statement thank you very much thank you so do we have any last words for our listeners dr shagel my last word will be that everybody should take this as i said earlier as a death threat you know, every individual in Nigeria should do their own personal advocacy for standards in healthcare, for um, accountability, and for the right competence to deliver the right service. If each and every one of those take this personal advocacy where we are, and we coalesce eventually at some point, some kind of change will happen. Thank you. Thank you very much. Dr. Ajayi? Well, the journey of a thousand steps begins with the first, but we need to know where we are going. So I think we need to really start to, to understand what, what are we doing about healthcare? You know, how do we, what are the key performance indicators that we want to drive? And then we start, you know, working towards them. So getting regulatory uh, framework that is integrated towards the patient because currently our regulation is very fragmented and how do we get a you know start to put together some kind of national body um that focuses on safety of the patient and efficacy of therapy i think that's the beginning and once we're clear about that we need to be clear what it is we want to achieve uh, with each item and one with that clarity we'll start to walk the journey thank you very much thank you thank you very much